You are listening to the Constructed Intellect podcast, where we cover the business and technology of artificial intelligence. I'm your host, Ray Grieselhuber, and today we're going to be discussing the creation of this podcast and what we have in store for you going forward. You can follow along with the show notes, which you can find for every episode at constructedintellect.com. Today's episode is episode number one. Thanks for joining. The Constructed Intellect podcast is going to be produced pretty much every week. Come back often, tell your friends, and be sure to subscribe via iTunes or Stitcher. We also post full transcripts of each episode, along with the show notes on our website. You can subscribe to our RSS feed to get regular updates there as well. We're on Twitter at conintellect, that's C-O-N intellect, and Facebook at facebook.com slash constructive intellect. All of these links are in the show notes. If you're looking for daily news on AI and machine learning, we have an email newsletter that goes out almost every day, summarizing the latest news and trends you're going to want to be aware of. And you can subscribe right on our website. All right, let's get into the show. This is the first show of Constructed Intellect, so today I want to talk about why I'm doing it and what I have in store for you all. First, a little bit about me. Again, my name is Ray Grieselhuber. I'm based in San Francisco, and for the last five years I've been running a SaaS company where we provide analytics and insights to online marketers. I'm an engineer by training, and most of my experience is around building enterprise cloud-based applications with a particular focus on big data, analytics, and more recently, machine learning and artificial intelligence. In 2010, I went through the summer class of the Y Combinator Startup Accelerator program and made a lot of great friends as a result of that experience. In addition to running my company, Ginza Metrics, I also advise and invest from time to time in other startups and naturally focus on companies with a data analytics or machine learning focus. Most recently, I've also become involved with a new company I'm very excited about called Functionize. Functionize is the first cloud-based browser-driven testing automation platform that actually works. So I decided to start this podcast rather quickly just a few weeks ago. I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine about how we are at a turning point in the industry. Now where there is just enough underlying maturity in infrastructure and open source software to enable a new wave of AI-focused startups to get off the ground, but still early enough that the whole industry feels wide open. In a way, it feels like the early days of Internet 1.0. So I plan to talk in great detail about how this all came together over the last couple of years and where I think things are headed. I got into AI much the same way that I think many others have and will. I'm not an expert by any measure, but I'm always learning, and as I learn, I realized that it would probably be useful to others if I organized uh, things along the way and shared them here. So here's how I got into AI, gradually and a little bit unexpectedly. And I think that's how a lot of people are going to get into it over the next year. 
we've hit a point now where the combination of mindset around cloud technology, the type of insights that can be delivered from machine learning and open source software are all going to combine to comp enable AI hackers. Small teams of guys in bedrooms building platforms and products that can learn. And the biggest paradigm shift that business people and engineers alike are going to need to have is this. Instead of coding business logic, you will build agents designed to learn your business logic. Let me repeat that. All of the application design and development to date in the software industry has been around engineers coding business logic. What has changed is going forward, we will be focused on building agents or bots or whatever you want to call them that can learn your business logic in whatever domain they are set into. Now experts and purists will recognize that I'm simplifying things quite a bit and that's fine. We'll talk about all of the different details and further shows of what that means as well as a lot of the different nuances. The point is we are now in the age where we're building software platforms that can learn from what you teach them. And ideally, they will learn new things that you never would have figured out on your own. So one of my major goals with this podcast and the site is to enable more and more AI hackers and the businesses that will grow up around them. One of the first things I've done so far, even though it's very small scale, has been to release a guide for learning AI. I personally spend a lot of time curating links courses, books, and so forth in my business and also and as I prepare for this show. I want to provide a single place that people new to AI can go and begin to learn right away. I'll continue to add to it as I find more, and I'm always happy to receive suggestions from you out there. I've already started to receive some great recommendations. I want to talk for a few minutes about the format of the show and how I plan to run things going forward. Obviously, we'll continue to get better at producing this show. As we continue to create more episodes, we are going to learn about what creates a good show, how to work with our guests that we interview, and so forth. You can expect this show to keep getting better and better. In terms of overall format, it's going to depend a little bit on the episode in question. In general, I want to cover any news that may stand out at the beginning of the show. As I mentioned earlier in the show, we've got an email newsletter that we're sending out now, and that's going to be your kind of day-to-day -day top things that you want to be aware of. But there are also going to be stories that have a larger impact than the type of stuff we cover in the newsletter. So I will be sure to highlight those stories in the beginning of each show. In addition to that, what I think is going to be particularly valuable about the type of commentary we're providing on the news is just that we're bringing our own perspective. Everyone's got their own perspective, and I've seen some things along the way and connected some dots that I think could be helpful to other people. So part of what I'll be doing during this show is to provide some of that commentary. We may be getting listener questions as we continue to grow. Obviously, we don't have any today, being our first show. Going forward, I expect that we'll receive some great feedback from you out there as well. Don't be shy. You can ping us on Twitter at any time, and you can comment on our Facebook page. You can send me an email. So we'll be focusing some time on the feedback that we get from listeners and readers. One of the areas that I'm most excited about is interviews. I know that a lot of great people uh, are here in Silicon Valley and San Francisco focused on building really interesting solutions to the problems that they see. And increasingly, these new startups, platforms, and tools are centered around a machine intelligence approach. 
again, going back to what I was talking about earlier, instead of building everything yourself as an engineer, building the agents that can learn and build for you. Not that that's any easier, of course, in many cases it's harder, but the expected payoff from this approach is that you'll get better results in systems that scale better to new types of problems. So we've got some cool interviews that we're starting to plan here. And I think this is going to be one of the most exciting parts of our show going forward. Also, I think that we're going to see a lot of new books come out this year. I've already been made aware of a couple that are in the printing process right now. The publishing process, do we still say printing? Anyway, I, I guess we do, do still print some books. As those new books come out, I'll take some time to review them. In addition to the show and the blog, I've mentioned the newsletter. We've also got some other things planned, events, meetups, and so forth that uh, we think are going to be really valuable, and we're going to try to arrange those here. I think that one of the most interesting things about the whole topic of AI is the people who are coming together to build it. I think that it is good for us to get to know each other, so I'll be doing my best to be sure that we have the chance to do that. Also, because I've spent enough time in various software industries, I've got a pretty good feel for the context of a lot of this. Not everything, of course, uh, but a lot of it. And uh, I'm going to be putting together some more high-level analytic reports about where I think things are going. More on that when I get that put together, too. The question really today, though, is why are we doing this show now? It's an interesting time, uh, and that's probably the best reason uh, that I can give you right now. There are lots of other bigger picture questions that I think we are going to need to address throughout the course of the show and as an industry. But for today, I want to focus on just, you know, why, why did we start? Um, and it's one of the most important questions, not just about the show, but for people in general, because if you're in tech at all, you really should be paying attention to AI if you haven't so far. I think that now we are at a point in the industry where we have hit such a level of maturity around cloud-based technology and infrastructure. Uh, people have gotten their heads wrapped around the ideas in data science and machine learning as well. And uh, more and more what people were hesitant to call AI even a year or two ago, I'm now hearing it all the time. For anyone familiar with the history of the industry, you're going to be very familiar with the AI winters, which were these periods that occupied a couple of times actually, uh, where there was a lot of hype and excitement about AI and the technology maturity just wasn't there. Excitement dried up very quickly. VCs started to shun anybody that associated themselves with AI from an investment standpoint at least. But I think we're finally starting to see the thaw of that happen here and we have actually been for some time. Google in many ways was the beginning of this, their secret weapon or arsenal, I should say, has really been uh, machine learning from very early in their life as a company. They realized very quickly with their search engine that there is no way they were going to be able to keep up with the spammers and all of the demands on search quality, accuracy, and performance without help from a machine learning-based approach. They had to create systems that could learn from the data they were collecting in order to create a better quality platform and that mentality is extended pretty much into every area of their product management philosophy. And that's true for the dozens, if not hundreds of products that they manage. So I think in many ways, Google has been very much responsible for this, but you know they've been around for over 17 years now. 
So it's not only them anymore, but I certainly think it has taken some time. And we're starting to see some of the other big tech giants invest in this too. Amazon, Facebook, Twitter, IBM, and others. Amazon, uh, I don't think you can overstate the massive impact that the cloud technology infrastructure movement has had on this industry. Companies like Amazon have now brought within the reach of those AI hackers I mentioned, the power of massive data centers on demand with the ability to scale up and down. This lets people create and run new algorithms, machine learning algorithms that were simply not feasible and accessible. So I think this is a large part of why I think we're starting to see a resurgence in uh, neural net technology as well. I first encountered neural nets back in 2006 when I was working on another startup. And some of the early guys had come from the financial industry and they had used a pretty sophisticated set of neural networks in order to build up a uh, financial analysis package that helped determine things like credit scoring and risk scoring and so forth. And I remember hearing about that and uh, thinking it was pretty cool. I was just kind of your basic bitch engineer at the time and uh, all of that sounded very impressive. I had actually studied some data mining concepts in college and had learned a little bit about decision trees and classification and so forth. So it was cool to see some of that actually being used out in the industry. Uh, but the number one comment that I had from those people at the time was, well, there are just so many limitations around the hardware and the performance of neural networks that it's really hard to build any massively scalable system. That was always the bottleneck. And I think that with the evolution of cloud-based technology and all of the lessons that we've learned, not just within the large sanctuaries like Google, but out in the general public with open source software, certainly helping that along the way. We've learned a lot about parallel processing, distributed algorithms, and so forth. There are still some major challenges. Not all of these algorithms are easily distributable or parallelizable. I can't hate that hate that word, but you know what I mean. I think this is going to continue to evolve, and as the mindset continues to evolve among programmers, we're all going to get smarter about building these platforms. This is why, at least some of the reasons why, uh, I think that we saw a massive resurgence in interest in AI and machine intelligence over 2015. So I'll talk more about this in my next show, but I think that uh, 2016 is going to be a really interesting year, to say the least. That's why we're doing the show now. We're at a point of critical mass. You can call it an inflection point. You can call it whatever you want. It is certainly going to be interesting. I also want to talk a little bit more about interviews. I mentioned it a few minutes ago, but I want to focus a little bit more on helping people understand. Because if you're a listener of the show or checking out some of our content, and you're an expert in some of the things that we're talking about, let me know. I've got some people, some guests that I'm lining up for interviews on the show, but I think that one of the more interesting opportunities we'll have with a show like this is to bring even more people into the light, so to speak. Get them more aware of what's going on, uh, get the public more aware of these people that may be brilliant AI hackers and maybe aren't as well known. Uh, and, you know, because we are still such a small, tightly knit industry, pretty much all the players who are contributing something of value uh, deserve recognition for that. So we can all benefit from that too. Uh, we've got some really interesting interviews planned. 
with a mixed focus on my side. Uh, we're going to be talking to some of the true thought leaders, investors who are focused on AI and machine learning, this new group of startup founders that I call AI hackers. And also I want to bring in some people who are probably not technical, at least in their day-to-day -day jobs, but they are also contributing to this industry. That will include business people, biz dev people, journalists, uh, academics, researchers, policymakers, and so forth. I think that there are a lot of really interesting cultural ramifications of what's going to happen here in the next few years, and all of us need to keep the big picture in mind. So if you're doing something interesting in AI, regardless of how long you've been in the industry, drop me a note. I may want to talk to you, and I may want to interview you on the show. Can't guarantee that I will spawn, respond right away, uh, but I will definitely read your message and be sure to respond if I'd like to do something with you. Finally, as we grow, and this is me just kind of going off the cuff here at the moment uh, about what I think we could do with this show, but I'm serious when I say it, is I think we could potentially break this show into different segments and potentially bring in some additional hosts as well. I see already a potential for different segments focused on areas that I already mentioned. We could do a hacker-focused show. I think we could do an investor-focused show. I think we could do something focused more on the hustlers and the corporates and operators. So we'll see where it goes. But that's basically what I want to cover in the show today. We're going to keep it brief. I'll give you a little preview of what we're going to do in the next show. Uh, the next show is 2015 in review. And I've got some predictions for 2016. And I haven't yet decided if I'm going to do those in the next show as well or in a separate show all by itself. We'll see how that plays out, but at a minimum, we are going to cover what have been the most important developments, in my opinion, over the last year. I'll give you a bit of that, a preview of that, uh, where I think we're going with some of this stuff, this stuff too. So that's the show for today. Hopefully this was enjoyable for you. Feel free to send me any feedback. I'd love to hear from you, comments, questions, and so forth, and I hope to see you again. Mm -hmm.